Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, guys. It's Janet, and if I sound different, it's because I'm on the phone. The blog talk radio, normally I do it through Skype, and for some reason they they gave a message. I'm sorry, but this line is full, so you need to call in, on, and they gave you two alternate lines. So I sent in a contact request because you can't just call. You have to have them agree to the connection, and, of course, nobody came back to me on the contact request. So luckily we have the phone. Uh, option, and I do keep that close at hand because <laughs> you just never know with technology when things are going to be a little funny, but meanwhile, I've sent in the request, and hopefully by the next time, if this happens again, I mean, it's never happened to me. I've been on Blog Talk, I think, four or five years now, and having the host call-in line on Skype never was full before, so I'm not sure they could have their own techno technological glitches on their end. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, welcome to this week. Hump day, as they call it here in the States, halfway through the week. And it's one of my favorite days because it's my show day. I get to join in with you guys, be part of this community that has, you know, formed around the show. I'm so happy about it. And it should be a really interesting show today. First of all, I want to give you some some feedback from Karen from last week's Healing Through Call. I did two healings, one on Karen and one on Henry. I did not hear back from Henry, unfortunately, uh, with any feedback, but maybe uh, he's still recovering <laughs> or maybe whatever. So uh, I could still hear from him in the future. But in any case, I did hear from Karen, and she said, just to let you know, I totally felt everything during that healing. Oh, my God, it was so vivid. The closet and its disappearance, everything you said made made so much sense energetically. I hope Henry felt as much of a shift. And then she said, this is exactly what I've needed and I've been working on as I've been working on expanding that inner confidence. She said she just wanted to add that she was very tired and had tried to nap, and when she went to a friend's house later, the friend said that she looked like she'd gone through a shift and, or like I'd had a spa day, (laughs) and Karen hadn't told her about the morning yet. So it, it was even, Karen not only felt it, but it was showing others, somebody else, clearly somebody who's observant and aware, um, noticed that she'd gone through a a shift. So that's always exciting. It's, you know, a validation. Anyway, today I'm going to do two things. I'm going to give you some information. I'm also going to do a healing on Tina. Um, I'm going to read you Tina's request. And I love this request because it just reminds me of so much of what we've all experienced or are experiencing or might well experience in the future. So it may be not with a specific arena that she's in, that of her current job, 
but just in general sometimes we feel stuck where we are, we aren't happy, whether it's a job thing or a relationship thing or any other kind of thing where we live, where we're living, whatever it is, sometimes we just feel stuck. So that's Tina's basic worry and basic request to help her get out from being unstuck. And and I'll tell you what she says. Okay, again, she says, I've been very unhappy at my current job for many years. It's not the work that I do that's making me unhappy. It's the people I work with. Recently, I had a chance to work at a different location for three months, and I was happier than I'd been in a long time, even family members noticed. But unfortunately, the time came that I had to go back to my original location. At first, things were okay, but it didn't last for long, and being in this toxic environment is taking its toll on me again. Here's how she explains it. She says, yesterday my coworker basically threw me under the bus when the whole issue was her fault to begin with. For years I've had a long-standing ethics issue with this particular coworker. How do I say this? She's uneducated as to how to be a, a decent human being. She lacks soul, humanity, ethics. It's very hard for me to describe her personality, attitude, and behavior. Whatever her core issues are, I don't want to deal with the toxic environment she causes in our workplace. I really wish for a deep healing so that I may find a different job or go into my own business. I want something that gets me up every morning because I love what I do, and I'm going to do it with passion for my heart. I'm ready to move on from this workplace. I'm hoping to really clean up any negative energy so that I can put myself in a better work environment. And that's it in a nutshell, and there's a lot of issues here, and I'm looking forward to doing the healing, and I so appreciate Tina reaching out and asking, putting in the request, so that I have something very, this is, these kind of issues are something, as I said earlier, we all either have experienced or are experiencing, or we might experience again if we haven't already, or again, or for the first time if we haven't already. So, you know, my heart goes, I know how that kind of thing feels, and we're going to get we're going to dig on this one, so just hold up for a bit, and I'll get to, to the healing at the end of my informational part. And at the end of the informational part, I'm going to be giving everybody an exercise, and we're going to be moving into the amalgamation when I do the exercise. And so that's why I told you what what the healing was going to be today, so that when we when we're amalgamated, we can move straight into working on Tina. I mean, you know, we just move the session or the show right to the healing with Tina, and we're already going to be amalgamated. Okay. So, just as a reminder, we this is the superhero school for fifth dimensionals, those of us that are present on the planet as carrying that dual soul nature, but it's also a superhero school for anybody and everybody who relates to it, whether you're a fifth dimensional carrying the dual soul nature or not, it makes no difference. Each and every person can be a superhero for themselves and for others. We all carry the pure soul essence. And this show is really giving you guys the concepts, the ideas, the techniques, the awareness, the consciousness on what it is we carry, what it is we can do, what it is, how we can shift our own lives and those of others and be those superheroes that we all love and admire and, you know, fill the movie theaters watching all the movies because 
we love superheroes, and we can we are in the process of getting our own capes, okay, our own superhero suits, so to speak, symbolic suits, and uh, gifts and talents, and we have the tools to be the superhero. And so today is yet just another way of approaching all that we have and all that we are. So in any case, we all continue to unfold and grow and become even more aware and conscious of the mission that we've come in to fulfill. Whether we know our mission or not yet, we are at least aware that we feel like there's something we should be doing. And some people know what they're doing and, and are already fully conscious of their mission, not that it won't expand because it absolutely will, but the 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 light that we carry, we're conscious and aware of the light, the pure soul essence and the true soul essence. And with this increase in our own consciousness, our own awareness, the light we carry actually comes brighter and brighter and brighter. And all souls that are moving toward ev- evolutionary awareness reach out and are drawn to the light okay it's and this is what i want to talk to you about today what we can do now that we have the consciousness now that we have the awareness not only that we carry the light but how we can use it it's, we we can actually not only be passively sharing the light but we can actively be sharing the light so let me go on I have recently emphasized how important it is to keep our consciousness of our pure soul essence uh, amalgamation as much as we can. And, of course, we all groan when I say that, including myself, because we lose our focus on the pure soul essence when we're going through our busy lives. And we just aren't there 24-7. That is a what we're moving toward it is not where we are necessarily now. If there's some of you that are already there, yippee, I'm so thrilled for you. I work on it really hard, as you know, because here I am sharing with you all this stuff, this information, and I feel it's not only will I get the benefit, but I want to have the experience of what I go through so I can understand what you guys are going through in your own efforts to maintain that 24-7 consciousness of the connection to and working within and being one with that pure soul essence that each of us carry. Um, You know, and I say it over and over again, that that pure soul essence is our purest, most perfect, and most potent personal power. This is it. This is the key for each of us. It is the absolute key. And so that's number one, that we as individuals know that that's what we have, and I've emphasized this recently a lot, even though forever I've been saying it's our purest, most perfect, most potent point of power, but now I'm adding on that personal part because it is so important to each individual personally to utilize their own pure soul essence. But there is another aspect here that I want to bring you, and that is that... We are part of a group, each and every one of us. We're part of a potential working unit. Even though we're each going through our day, moving in our own direction, doing our own thing, we still are part of a collective unit 
that can bring together the tremendous amount of power and energy that we all carry and utilize it for the planet and for the souls upon the planet, for the universe and the souls within the universe. Trust me, guys, we're part of a, a unit, and I'm going to explain this in a minute. You, you'll recall in the days when I was doing a lot of healings using my prior images where I would bring the now moment in and then I'd expand it to the forever now moment. Of course, now the forever now moment is automatically there and I don't go through the process like I used to. But you recall when I did that, the forever now moment uh, brought our pure soul essence light together becoming one with the totality of our soul process. And then together as a unit, we were encompassed in this big forever now moment that sort of streamed across the universe. And remember, guys, how I saw legions and legions and legions of souls coming in to partake of that light? Remember that? (laughs) I'm sure you do if you heard any of those shows. Well, we were providing the light for those souls who were ready at that point in time to partake of whatever aspect of the light was which was the next element or the next aspect of originating source that they were working toward. And but it was more of a passive thing. We were just giving out the light because we were amalgamating as a group. We were in the forever now moment as a group and we were passively giving out the light. But it still was huge. I mean, legions of souls came in to partake of the light. Okay, but now I want to present the idea that we can come together in a state of consciousness and consciously direct, actively direct and focus the energies in a specific way that carries this incredible light into various situations and conditions around this world, around this planet, around this universe that need addressing. So the higher selves have indicated that one of the things that would be absolutely fantastic and absolutely essential for us to address is the concept of hopelessness. Even today where we see a lot of hope, there's hope everywhere. A lot of movement forward has been happening more than ever before. But in a way, all the hope that's there, I mean, now there's same-sex marriage. So for the gay community or the LGBT community, there is a lot of hope that they will get more respect and more uh, be valued and cared about, et cetera, et cetera, and they can move out and just be who they are without worrying, um, you know, people won't care about their sexual orientation. So there's a lot of hope there for them, and it's exciting and thrilling. However, sometimes when there is so much hope out there, it puts hopeless, the areas and situations and conditions that are hopeless in absolutely stark contrast. So we know, we see a lot of hopelessness around this planet and just understand that if it's on this planet it's on millions of other planets so we're talking about an arena hopelessness that's absolutely vast and it permeates the universe okay but together we can elevate the 
collective unconscious, so to speak, of the humanities. We can assist the humanities around this planet and other planets that are in this hopeless situation. We have the homeless, for example. We have a lot of homeless or people who have a quote-unquote home, but it's just a piece of cardboard over their head and a dirty rag on the ground that they sit on or lie on. I mean, homelessness, for example, it for those who are homeless, can feel like such a hopeless situation. Of course, there are people and agencies that do try to address this issue, um, but there's red tape, there's lack of finances, there's political conflicts, there's whatever that, that creates so many difficulties for resolving the hopeless situation of the homeless. So that's just one area of hopelessness. We have illness problems, okay? People who have dementia or cancer or they're disabled or they're victims of crimes. Uh, there are also those who are impoverished, suffering, isolated, overburdened, barely subsisting or surviving for whatever reason. All of these people carry a sense of hopelessness, like there's nothing out there that is can help them. And they've gone through months or years, their whole lifetime perhaps, of being in this situation. They don't have any sense of hope. We have wars around the planet. We have political patterns that are playing out nation against nation, philosophy against philosophy, or even uh, male against female. I mean, think of the, the, the places around the planet where there's a lot of conflict about equality there. Anyway, whenever we look out around the planet, it's easy not only for those who are experiencing themselves, but for us that are looking at it. We see news stories or we, we read it in the newspaper or whatever, and we, we think, oh, my gosh, that's so hopeless. How is that ever going to change? Now, what, what the higher selves have indicated to me and what they want us to do is to take on the idea that we are a collective unit, those people who listen to the show and were part of those who are interested, even though they might not listen to the show, they themselves, there are many groups around the planet, around the universe that are working to help others. So we, once we take on the idea that we're actually part of this collective unit, this collective group, that we are actually able to be beacons of light and that we can carry hope to the world. Now... We don't have to be together as a unit. Now, of course, on the show today, I'm going to bring us together as a unit, and I'm going to run you through the exercise at the end of this. But we can be in the center of downtown L.A., or we can be sitting comfortably in front of the TV, or we can be scrolling through our phone looking at whatever we're looking at while we're having our coffee. And perhaps something is brought to our attention, some situation, some sense of hopelessness. We see a news story or whatever. Um, when we become aware of hopelessness, we can literally call on the energy of this group, the group that I'm, our radio group, and, of course, all the other groups, known and unknown, around the world and around the universe, and we can bring the energy of hope to those in a hopeless situation. I'm going to run you through the exercise and explain this a little bit more, but I just want you to kind of take on this idea that we actually can become 
active participants in helping souls around the planet and around the world, around the universe, known and unknown, because we are always connected and always part of a collective group. Okay. Now, when we do give out this collective energy of hope, which I will get to explaining in, in a bit, we... If, if we, if it, nothing else, it can really, and it does do a lot of else, but the we can remove the doom and gloom of hopelessness, and it's this is extremely important because if we allow hopelessness to continue, it means number one that there's a constant infusion of hopelessness into the astral bands. You remember I've done a show, several shows last year, and I do bring it up from time to time. It is in my second book, Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. is a whole section on the astral. The astral are energetic bands that contain the thoughts of all the humanities of all time. And when the concept of hopelessness continues, the astral itself is constantly infused with thoughts of hopelessness. And all of that magnetic energy of the thoughts of the individuals who are in the state of hopelessness and the astral energy bands of, that contain the hopelessness only work to draw in situations and conditions for all of the world of hopelessness that create even more hopelessness that reflect the belief systems that the individuals have that everything is hopeless. So the so we carry within us this ability to infuse hope from that pure soul essence or higher heart consciousness, which is a part of divine love. Higher heart consciousness is the highest level of divine love that we can work with on the in the human realm. We can bring in creative life force energy. We can bring in divine forgiveness, whatever. We have the awareness that we carry, we have this ability, and we have the knowledge of how to use this, these energies in order to bring these hopeless situations into a higher frequency so that hope can begin to make its mark. Hope can begin to replace hopelessness. Okay. So the higher self would like all of us guys to make a conscious sort of decision within our own minds and hearts that these situations, whether it's uh, terminal illness or uh, that terminal illnesses can be prevented and cured, that we can become the light of hope in those situations, uh, we can send the very this energy of hope out to every person in the reality, every soul, that we uh, can send out hope or uh, we can shift the into a state of peace, the governments or the nations that are warring or in conflict or the religions or the philosophies or the territorial issues, whatever they are, that we can bring these conflicts into a state of peace. We, we, the higher self just want us to sort of make the decision or make 
move into the acceptance is really what it is, to move into accepting that we have this ability. We are superheroes, don't you know? And when we're working together as a unit, wow, we can change the planet tomorrow. We literally are working toward the acceptance that we have this kind of power, that we have this ability. It's not power in a negative sense. It's the pure soul essence power. We can really make gigantic shifts and help all souls, including ourselves, okay, because all of us have areas where we feel hopeless. So this is not excluding who us either. Anyway, for example, we can make the decision or make the the decision to accept that the homeless will be cared for, the homeless will not be homeless anymore, that there is hope that the homelessness, for example, is preventive, uh, preventable. So the, the, the point is, guys, that, and I'm not saying this too clearly, but the higher self want us to kind of look within and at the heart level just do the best we can because we're in process too, but do the best we can to accept to move toward the idea that we actually can help and that we're part of a unit and together we carry a tremendous amount of ability to shift the the lives of so many, including ourselves. Now this morning, I woke up really early and I was tired, but I didn't want to get out of bed, so I as I do when in this kind of thing, I went into becoming one with the pure soul essence. And here's one of the first things that came to me, and of course it was related to the show because on my mind was, oh, but today is the Wednesday, I've got my show this morning. And the this is what the higher self said. We can't change the past, but we can heal the ripple effect it brings into the present. Now this is not something that I didn't know, and this is something that I've devoted my life to. This is what my book, Soul Psychology, is all about. But what I liked about it was it was just a very simple statement. We can't change the past, but the past for all of us has tremendous ripple effects and affects our current life on our current now. What we can do is we can heal the ripple effect. We're in a war. We are traumatized and we get PTSD. We can heal that ripple effect. We've been in some lives where we've been killed or betrayed or uh, suffered or tortured or whatever. Those ripple effects come forward. We take on belief systems. We take on hurts. We take on misunderstandings. We we take on self-identities that are very limiting or irrelevant in this life, and we can heal those ripple effects. That's what we're doing, going to be doing. That's what we do in all the healings that, that I do, that all of you are doing is we're healing those ripple effects and also what we're going to work on today. We're going to help all the souls with this energy of hope and higher heart consciousness. We're going to help all those souls to change their minds, and I'm going to explain that right now. Um, Okay, 
it's important to remember that any soul that's involved in a hopeless situation, whether it's an individual one or a collective one, like some someone in a war or in a very subsistence-level existence, barely getting enough food to eat or homelessness or whatever, it's important to remember that each soul that is involved in those situations is there because it's their soul's desire. Of course, that's the free will nation, the free will nature at the soul level, and it's the unconscious level in the sense that the soul isn't conscious in, in it's not in the conscious mind. Oh, well, I chose that. I chose to be here. But So it's at the unconscious level, but they've chosen to be part of that experience. The desire comes from the misunderstandings and the wounds of the past, but it doesn't mean that the decision is set in concrete because just because the soul has chosen to be part of that experience, not set in, in concrete, and the soul doesn't have to play out that role, it just believes that it does, and so it's part of that, but... Working at the pure soul essence level, we can send the hope across to these kind of souls into that hopeless situation, it's a hopeless experience. And in essence, what we do is we are giving each soul involved in that situation, whether it's individual or collective, the opportunity to rethink the situation. Okay, we give them the opportunity to rethink that choice. The soul is only going through what it believes it must go through. So if we're working from this very, very expanded higher level of energy, okay, of evolutionary awareness, and we're sending this out across the lines of energy to the hopeless situation, we are actively giving each soul the opportunity to rethink the situation that they're in. Now, that's powerful, guys. We can't force any soul to change their mind. Can't do it. Can't manipulate them. Can't control them. No interest in doing that. But the whole idea of the energy of hope and the energy of the higher heart consciousness or divine love, it brings to them, each of these souls who've made the decision, the opportunity to change their mind. And by changing their mind, they can find their way out of their, this hopeless situation. So in essence, we are speaking to the soul, pure soul essence to pure soul essence. Yeah, I know, it's sort of grandiose sounding, but it's so basic, guys. It really is when you just think of it as energy. It's, we can gather collectively, and I'm going to explain how that's all done. It's so easy. We gather collectively and we activate those, those energies from our own pure soul essence connected to each and every other one of us, and we send out that hope to the hopeless situation, whatever it may be. Now, we can work as a collective unit. We can work as, 
you know, like we are on the radio, or we can be, as I said, in your living room, and you something comes on the news on TV, and you go, oh my gosh, what a seemingly hope, hopeless situation. It's portrayed in the news as, oh my God, when is this ever going to end, and all the people that are dying, or all the people that are suffering, uh, that kind of thing. We can pause the TV, call on, call in the collective group energy, and work to send that divine hope to all of those involved in that situation. Okay? Now, we, I want you to understand that the unit, we're all this collective unit that we are a part of, is intact 24-7 at the highest level. We just need to tap into it, just like we need to consciously do the turn-on switch with the pure soul essence. All we need is the focus of attention of the unit, and we are turning on our connection with the, the unit at the higher level and activating it and creating a very real connection with all of us that we can then use to send the energy of hope out. And remember that the collective unit isn't just those of us who listen to this radio show or who work with me for some reason or you guys work with directly. We are tuning into and activating the collective unit at the higher level. So that means all the groups, known and unknown, around the planet and around the universe. We're tapping into a huge, huge unit here, a huge collective mass of energy, and that's why we have the ability not just to heal one small bit of hopelessness on this planet or one planet. We have we have the ability of working to help the totality of all hopelessness in whatever arena around the universe. It is very grandiose sounding, I know. <laughs> I'm sort of used to it because the higher selves have talked like this since the 80s when I first learned it, they just don't stop emphasizing how much we can do. It's just outrageous and exciting, fabulous, and mind-blowing. And we just need to, as I said, step-by-step move into the acceptance more and more of this is who we are. This is what we can do. And we have the ability to tap into this collective unit to do it in such a powerful way. Now, uh, by doing this, we, of course, assist in bringing very high levels of dignity and respect to all life, bringing the higher heart consciousness to all life, assisting the evolutionary movement forward of the all the souls on this planet and other planets. It doesn't mean, however, that you guys aren't going to be actively involved involved in assisting and working with humanities and all life forms on this planet as well. In other words, you're, this isn't. Some of you may just do this full time. You may, but they're going to. But you may not. You may just. You may also have be actively involved in some other way on the planet. There's no rules here. This is just one more technique, one more something that we can do for ourselves and for others that the higher selves are encouraging us to be aware of and to utilize. Even if we just thought of it once a week and we tapped into that collective, powerful, healing unit that we are all attached to, 
and we send the energy, whatever it might be, that we want to send out at that point in time, it's massive, guys. It's massive. We just don't realize it. It's just hard for our little pea brain sometimes to take all of that in. Okay, so... All right, so we are in process. We are also being nourished and nurtured and awakened just as we turn around and work with these energies to nourish and nurture and awaken others and to give hope and love and acceptance to others. So we're all in this process uh, ongoing. We are in a process of remembering all that we forgot and to move into that acceptance that we can play a powerful role behind the scenes as well as right actively in our overt lives. Okay, so now we're going to do the short exercise. I hope you guys understood all that. Um, I think you'll understand it better with this exercise. Sometimes it's just hard to put words around some of these things. I get better at it, I think, as I go. So the next time I talk about this particular concept, <laughs> I'll have it better down. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you understand well enough. So I want at this time everyone to feel, get themselves comfortable, to take a few deep breaths, begin to quiet the mind, and we're going to move into that utilizing that focus of attention, the focus of attention on our own pure soul essence. Well, it's very interesting. Um, when I was working with this concept uh, earlier, I don't remember when it was, yesterday or the day before, I, um, I saw a visual and it came immediately back to me but before I get into the symbol that the higher selves have given me to this collective unit that we are at the higher levels 24-7 connected to, what I'm seeing is just thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of individuals around the planet moving into the, the amalgamation, the consciousness, the becoming one with the pure soul essence, uh, their own pure soul essence. And, you know, using that divine sun or the sun symbology, you can see the pure soul essence light that each carry becoming, pulsing and becoming a brighter and brighter and brighter light and encompassing the totality of the soul process uh, from the time we all began as minerals moving up into and beyond the human fifth and sixth dimensional uh, aspects that we carry. And these, be what's happening is that each of us around the globe is becoming a beacon of light, and the beacon of light is connected to, it's just so interesting, this web-like framework symbolically above the planet, but it's right where we are, it's, but it's just a symbol it's above the planet, and it's like we're all with our beams of light. We're tapping right into that webbing. Now, the webbing is the connecting link between all souls that are part of this collective unit, uh, individuals known and unknown, groups known and unknown, that have as their focus the intention, the purity of purpose and sincerity of motive 
to help with accelerating the evolutionary process of all uh, the, of the four lower kingdoms, mineral, plant, animal, human. And so it's as if there's this constant and continual web of interconnected energy, pure soul essence to pure soul essence. So each at each inter, you know, it's like a web or a network. At each hub is like the pure soul essence and that of some individual, and those are all connected to all. It just connects, connects, connects all around the world with every single other pure soul essence. It's very hard to describe, but I think you understand what I mean. So now as we're moving into the state of consciousness, of our amalgamation with the pure soul essence. It's like we're tapping right into that network, that energetic network all around the planet. Now, before I go on with the exercise itself, I do want to bring the totality of the planet, the totality of the network, which not only is around this planet, but we are connected with the network that's around every planet that houses human life or houses life forms. I don't know if it has humans or not. I would imagine that it does. But in any case, we're it's we're just tapping into this ginormous network of individual souls that are connected 24/7 that are carrying the purity of purpose and sincerity of motive to and are committed to the Help helping of the four lower kingdoms. So it's a fifth dimensional network. It's, I'm, I'm getting that now. It's a fifth dimensional network. Uh, the those souls who carry the dual soul nature, the human facade soul, and then the true soul, which is the aspect of that of them that is fifth dimensional nature. So we are tapping into this incredible network. Wow, guys. It's powerful. Okay, now I want you to just experience that for just a minute because, or a few moments because it's, it's as if we've just plugged into the electric, some major electric network around the state or something. I mean, it's just very powerful energy and it's just pulsing, okay? And now I want us to all consciously activate divine hope. Okay, so we've activated divine hope within our own pure soul essence. We've activated it within the this network we're all tapped into or plugged into. It's like it's like okay, it's like a it's like you see on the movies, you know, with the CGI. It's like we've it's like the internet. But this is a different kind of internet. It's an energetic internet that we are all connected to. We don't have to have a computer. We already have all we need in the pure soul essence. That's what connects us. And so we're all tapped into this powerful network of pure soul essence, and it does feel like they're fifth dimensionals, both in body and out, and I, yeah, both in body and out. And it's just incredibly powerful, and it's literally going throughout the universe. This is the most, it's just 
an incredible feeling, and I'm hoping some of you can feel it. We've activated the divine hope, and and I want and I'm seeing the whole collective network. It's almost as if it's pulsing that hope down first to encompass the totality of all of those who are connected, because we all carry that facade human. We've all been in. If we aren't now, we've been in situations that seemed hopeless. We know how hopelessness feels. We've experienced it firsthand, and many times we've all been part of warring communities, communities that have been um, laid, just decimated by disease. We've been part of communities that barely have enough to eat and you have starvation rampant. We've been in part of so many communities where there was hopelessness. And so first, this divine hope is moving in to help us heal our own past or the ripple effects from our own experience of hopelessness. So that's what's happening first, that each and every one of us is partaking of this energy of hope. And we, we want to activate the higher heart consciousness energy. Of course, this is divine love. And that's being sent in, too, because this is also extremely healing, the highest level of healing energy that we can tap into. And so let's just benefit from that, because both of these energies are going to help us heal those ripple effects of hopelessness. So I want everyone to partake of that. I'm just trying to experience it myself, and it's pretty powerful. I feel it um, moving in through and around personally, my heart area. And this feels like it's tackling grief and sadness and sorrow and suffering and despair and hopelessness. And it just really feels like it's moving in through and around there, and I'm giving it as much of permission to... Uh, you know, I want to direct it and give it as much permission to work on that for me. Of course, I've worked on this before, but why not benefit from this huge amount of help that we've all receiving right now? Of course, our higher selves is part of the amalgamation process so that the higher selves have permission and are working to facilitate our our own healing, uh, our own processing to help us take in the, the unconditional loving and nurturing and acceptance and respect and caring and all of that sort of thing. So, so in this way, we have all benefited from this energy. Now, in the future, when you use this exercise, you can put anything in here. The higher selves have really emphasized uh, the idea of hope and, of course, with the idea of the divine love. But divine forgiveness is another great one because divine forgiveness is important to help the individual souls change their minds because a lot of the time they make the decision to be in those very difficult, hopeless situations because they don't forgive themselves for something. So we want to, we might as well just activate right now that divine forgiveness. 
and we all first, before we turn around and provide it to the other souls in the universe, let's all partake of that divine forgiveness, understanding that it's it's proper forgiveness of the self and others. It's um, proper acceptance of the self and others. And I can feel it touching off a lot of stuff that I thought I'd gotten pretty many layers gone, but there's still a few under here that it's being touched off. And so, honestly, uh, this is a really powerful energy and a powerful image. Know that you can do this for yourself. Again, you're sitting alone, you're out walking, you're you're driving somewhere, you see a terrible accident, you can activate and tap and become amalgamated with your pure soul essence become amalgamated with the originating source of all there is and become uh and then tap into consciously activate the connection to this incredible network that we have that's here 24/7 for all of us and then send in the energy of hope and any other energy you wish to put in you think to put in okay so the higher self has indicated it's it's um we can now move to supplying this energy of hope to other souls known and unknown around this planet and around the universe. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to activate hope. We're going to activate the divine love. It's already activated. We're just going to keep pulsing it and now we are providing it to the souls known and unknown, on this, we'll start with this planet, but just know that anything we do on this planet is happening throughout the, the universe, known and unknown, on every planet that houses life forms. So we want to, the first thing I'm feeling to put in, of course, we want to, is actually evolutionary enlightenment, because the lower kingdoms, the plant, animal, and mineral kingdoms, they are on divine well, and hope and hopelessness isn't as much a part of their world as it is in the human kingdom. So evolutionary enlightenment feels so important to supply these four lower kingdoms. And I feel just this sense of absorption coming from because I'm, I'm not big enough to feel it from all the planets, but from this planet, it's as if the souls of these three lower kingdoms are just absorbing this evolutionary enlightenment, that this network, our network, is pulsing down to the planet. Um, it's just being absorbed and taken in to a very high degree. I feel the planet itself is taking it in... Um, on some level, but it's really the life forms on the planet are just just absorbing this. It's just incredible, and I don't know why they're just hungry for it, but I think maybe the pressure of the evolutionary thrust energy, which is pushing or pulling all of us forward at a faster and faster rate of evolutionary frequency uh, speed, we are, it's as if, it's been moving these three lower kingdoms so fast, they just are in need of help. Uh, I don't know, nurturing. Uh, there's something. I want to, oh gosh, 
anyway, I don't even know where to go with that, but I, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that we just pulse in whatever energy is the most needed and necessary for them, because I can feel the need. It's palpable. This just taking in and absorbing as fast as we can provide the evolutionary enlightenment. It's just being absorbed. Now, I want to, because we were doing <coughs> hope, <coughs> I want to begin to really intensely uh, focus on divine hope and send it into, uh, in through and around the totality of all the life forms on the planet. And now I'm sensing a shift. The humanities are taking in this this all this hope, um, I, you know, we can think about any different part of the planet, the parts that are in war, the parts that are uh, barely subsisting, the parts who are in, in some sort of uh, political or societal struggles, the struggles between the male and the female, the struggles between nations or territories, any kind of struggle, spiritual struggles, uh, any kind of internal or external struggles, we want to send in this whole idea of hope. And that would also mean to those who individuals or uh, communities that are experiencing any kind of illnesses or diseases or physical problems of any sort. Um, hmm. I don't know why, but the whole Zitka virus situation came to mind and um, wow there's something happening with that uh, the Zitka virus is actually uh, a result of the evolutionary thrust the higher selves are indicating to me and it is um, it is part of the evolutionary step forward of this virus which is kind of interesting and whatever we're sending it is going to help with it both evolutionarily and also to help with those who might come in contact with it. Um, okay, this is interesting, and I really am making this up because, I mean, that's what it feels like, but it feels as if the energy that we're sending down, not just to the Zika virus, but to all of the those souls in the lower kingdoms, um, that, in fact, if we look at the Zika virus, this is going to actually help the Zika virus move to evolve to the place where it is less virulent. Okay. That's what I'm seeing. And I don't know what that exactly means, but it means that it is the evolutionary step forward is is continuing, not only is it moved into, from the evolutionary thrust, into being a more prevalent, more uh, virulent virus, uh, but it's going to continue its movement forward because of the energies we're sending it to become less virulent and more um, playing out to the highest level its role as a virus so that at some point it will evolve past being a virus and don't I can't explain that. Uh, even if I could, it wouldn't be enough time. But this is really in fascinating. Okay, so that aside, <laughs> I don't know, just came up. 
I want us to continue to send this hope and the divine love and divine forgiveness into any and every area of the world. And each individual that is hearing this, each individual, whether you're listening to it on the radio live or an archived or you later on you you play it out in some way in your life in your lives you tap in you can come up with any divine energy you want to pulse into a situation and the so we're con- continuing to provide it to all of the souls. Now, the interesting thing is that the energy is also moving into the astral plane. It is moving into all those bands, and it is helping to neutralize and dissolve the energies in there of hopelessness and uh, all sorts of energies of um, suffering and uh, that kind of thing that are attached to the situations of hopelessness around the globe so and around the universe so the in this way this is very powerful it's helping to helping so much with the astral fields and as we know there's billions on the planet so we're thinking so moment to moment the astral is being reinforced so any kind of help with neutralizing these big bands is huge hugely helpful to all of us on the planet. So this is very exciting. Now the other thing is remember that these souls, we are offering so many souls who are in these hopeless situations, in the situations of suffering, in the situations and conditions that are where they feel stuck. We are offering them this the ability or the options or the opportunities to change their minds, to move out of this hopeless situation, to find the open doors, to find the way out, to find uh, the... It's dissolving, it's helping to dissolve their belief systems that everything is hopeless. And as those belief systems are being dissolved in each individual soul's energetic field and as it's being dissolved too in the astral plane so there's less to reinforce from the astral uh, to reinforce whatever it is we believe the the more the possibilities are presented for situations and conditions that are hopeful And what I'm being shown right now is it's as if I'm seeing like lights going on around the planet, like lights of awareness, like at the conscious level, there are those around the planet that have taken in this energy and suddenly they have an idea, they have an insight, they come up with a plan, they find themselves getting up the next morning with a determination to make their lives better. Whatever it is, I see these lights going on all around the planet. It's amazing. So there is a real effect from the few moments we've taken to do this. There is an absolute effect. It just feels amazingly powerful. None of these people know at the conscious level what's happening, but at the soul level, they're taking it in and it's affecting, having an effect. 
It's having the effect of dissolving the ripple effects that came from situations and conditions in the past that they can't change, even the past moments, because some of these people are in are suffering in the moment, I mean, moment to moment to moment from the past days, weeks, months, years, decades of their lives in this life or the past from past lives and or both. So the it's changing and neutralizing, healing those ripple effects, enabling them to move out of the suffering, to move off the rat wheel, to get out of the stuck places, so to speak. And with that, I'm going to move straight into the healing with Karen. And, I mean, not Karen, I'm sorry, Tina, so sorry. Karen was last week. Tina, um, because Tina feels stuck, it's kind of a perfect transition. So just to refresh everybody, we're, we're standing, all of us around the globe, connected to this very powerful energetic network of energy that we can tap into and utilize simply by focusing on it. Again, our focus of attention is our turn-on switch. And so now I'm seeing Karen. She's being presented to me as if she's on a platform, a rainbow bridge. I'm not Karen. Again, saying Karen. Sorry. Tina. She's being presented to me on the platform of rainbow bridge energy. And as you guys probably remember for the last couple, three weeks, the rainbow bridge energy is automatically in place, even though I don't say it. I've brought it into place so many times at the conscious level. It is now activated um, kind of automatically. And the we're all amalgamated with the pure soul essence, as is Tina, and we're also amalgamated with the originating source. We're standing in this gigantiola. I don't think I actually finished it because I got distracted, but we're standing this gigantiola symbolic pyramid of the originating source cooperating with that energy, and this pyramid is bigger than the universe because it's incorporating the totality uh, of the energy field that we have tapped into that we are a part of, the network. And so it's encompassing the totality of all of the souls that are part of this network. It's just so vast, guys. I, You know, it's just really, it's kind of hard for me, in fact, because it sounds so grandiose without, I don't mean to be meaning it, but this is a reality that we are all moving to be, to become aware of and to accept, to own who we are, to own the connections. We've, we've heard forever that we're connected to every other soul, each and every soul, and we are. This is a particular connection utilized uh, from the those who are fifth dimensional in nature that are in place around the human kingdom, uh, known and unknown, the human kingdom universe, known and unknown. So it's a slightly different type of unit or uh, network, but it's still very real. And I couldn't make this stuff up, and so I'm just learned to share whatever it is. I hope some of the rest of you actually can feel it or sense it. And 
you know, should you ever want to connect with me and give me any feedback, it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Anyway, <clears throat> Karen, Tina is here. Gosh, I don't know. I've got this Tina and Karen in the brain here. Tina is here, and she's right here on the Rainbow Bridge platform. She is also connected. Uh, Tina, you're connected to the the network, so you are both generating and helping to, you know, you're plugged into the network, but you're also standing here as someone who is carrying that stuck feeling at the human level. And your higher selves and, and all of our higher selves are are actively amalgamated, even though they were already, I'm saying it out loud, uh, that, that we all understand that we're part of a conglomerate higher self energy here. You know, anyway, the show gets me sometimes. It's just so out there. And it might be hard for you to believe. I'm just like a normal person going through my day. <laughs> anyway, okay, so Tina. <clears throat> what I'm seeing, <coughs> I'm sorry, but I have a frog in my throat. And the what I'm seeing, Tina, is I'm seeing you standing on this platform and, and around you, 360 degrees, are quite a few people. I don't know. I would say maybe a dozen, um, but I'm I'm not getting the, any kind of exact number. It could be anywhere from five to twenty-five, but it's they're surrounded you, surrounding you a number of people. You are uh, I'm seeing you symbolically as sort of the main person. The others just are around you as a group, and. Okay, it's a lot of coming in. Just get me, give me a minute because I'm so intensely uh, in, enhanced by all this energy. I need to be able to focus on what's coming in for you. And the indication is this group is, okay, okay, this is really interesting. This group of people around you is elements of what you are carrying at the energetic level. Uh, internal aspects or altered realities, in fact, of you at the inner level. And they're, on, they're all different types, and we all have these. It, it, I also talk about altered realities in my second book, uh, there's a big section on them because they're very important, and that's a lot of what we carry in our energetic field. We are, all know about the inner child. That's uh, very real. That's part of an altered reality we all carry, and we have many inner children, okay, at the altered reality level. So th- around you are these elements of who you are at the altered reality level. They also represent, at the same time, the elements of who you have in your outer reality, keeping in mind that what we carry on the inside is reflected in the outer reality. So we draw in people, situations, conditions that are reflective of what we are carrying, the beliefs that we're carrying, the self-identities we carry, the the altered realities we carry, the uh, 
misunderstandings and misconceptions, you know, misinterpretations, all of that makes up who we are at the mind and the soul level are represented and reflected perfectly on the outer reality. And so right now I am seeing all these altered realities around you and it doesn't mean that they're all, but they're they're the ones that are coming into play in your situation with this work thing. Now one of these altered realities where my attention is being drawn is having a, um, a temper tantrum, I would say. Screaming, yelling, crying, just being how we would, you know, maybe look at and, um, you know, we'd want it to be quiet. We'd want it to get out of our lives. It's just bothering, you know, it's like going into a store or into a movie theater and there's someone, someone's there whose kid is crying or having a temper tantrum or they're having a fight with their mother or whatever, and, and it's disturbing to those around us or whatever. And if we go to the grocery store or the movie theater and we experience it, it's just momentary. It's not something that continues. We walk out and we don't have that in our lives anymore. But when we have something consistently, like you have with this coworker, this is a situation where, you know, you have to be there every day and it wears us down, it wears us down. Well, it's the same thing in your inner altered reality. You are carrying an element of yourself that is uh, a whiner, a complainer, um, a blamer, um, a victim, plays out of the victim role. Now, these are aspects of altered realities we all have. So I'm not, this is not unique to you, at all, Tina. This is something we all have. But I love the fact that it's being pinpointed in your, as part of your altered reality field because this is chronic for, for you. It's chronic for all of us. It's such a huge opportunity for all of us to really begin to address this. And what I want to, it, it's just a mess. It's because it's young. I mean, it gives the essence of being young, not necessarily a baby or a toddler, but kind of maybe a a tween or an early teen kind of thing. It just doesn't have the concepts about uh, being responsible or being a decent human being or or being having a sense of community or having a sense of working with people instead of working against people because there's so much of a pattern here, a belief system with this altered reality that that they are being that they're a victim that that they have to fight tooth and nail to get whatever they want and the reason we carry things like this is because of real experiences this part of you this part that create the part of you that created this altered reality isn't just from this life it came from a lot of lives where you really did suffer where you really did have to fight tooth and nail where you really never did expand your awareness to higher levels because either you died young and you never had a chance or you were in some sort of very elemental kind of society where this kind of thing was not even part of the awareness of the people around you, so you wouldn't have it either. And it was just, this is take, we take on these kind of things based on situations where we really did experience uh, being victimized, so to speak, where we really did, um, you know, believe that, that blame was the only answer. It's just, 
this was a very real thing and so the the and it does feel hopeless there is a tremendous amount of hopelessness here because this part of you despite being quote unquote unpleasant despite being quote unquote toxic despite being um so miserable and so unhappy and inflicting it on every other part of you it is also miserable and it doesn't know how to get out of its own misery. It doesn't have answers for itself. It doesn't know how to nurture itself. It doesn't know how to get nurturing because it is not being nurtured by any other part of you. It is feels isolated and alone. And, oh, my gosh, it is really in despair. And the despair leads it to be more of a complainer, more of a whiner, more of a victim, more of a blamer, more of a more of a more of. And so what, what I'm seeing happening here, and so it's turning out, it's actually bringing tears to my eyes because it's just, you know, I don't know if you can get the sense of it from what I say, but I can feel the hurt in this part of you that is so torn up and so despairing and so hopeless. And with that, I'm asking that everyone tap into that network, including you, and and activating within your own pure soul essence and joining with the hope of everybody else's of this network and just sending in hope to that aspect that you're carrying. I've never done a healing like this, but this is what's needed is the idea of hope is so important to this aspect. It's been caught and stuck in this place of misery for so long, eons long. Because from the first life we've ever come into in our journey as carrying that dual soul nature to help the, you know, accelerate the evolutionary movement of the four lower kingdoms, from that moment forward we have experienced hopelessness in some ways or others. So this is very, very intense and very deep. And I'm seeing it take in the hope. I want to also activate divine understanding, divine solutions, divine opportunities, divine nurturing, divine love, and divine acceptance. So we're calling in, activating it, intensifying all of those for this altered reality that you're carrying, Tina. And what I love about it is we all have an altered reality like that. It may not look exactly the same because we're such snowflakes, but we all have something like this. And I'm asking that we all have this energy that we're giving to Tina be taken in by each and every one of you to address that kind of aspect, whether it looks exactly the same or not, to address the aspects carrying the sense of hopelessness and despair. Well, I have to say that it immediately healed. I mean, oh my God, I saw it grow up, so it, it moved, and this happened in a few seconds, it moved into moving into kind of an adult kind of presentation rather than a sort of a more childish or teenagerish look and then it shrank down and became one 
with all the other altered realities. Like it's just gone. I don't even know what to do with it because that is so fast. But maybe it's an indicator just how fast this conglomerate network can be for all of us. I also want to work on whatever else you're carrying at that altered reality level. They all came in for a reason. Now they all seem to be relatively equal in size or status, uh, but because they're here, it feels to me like they all could use some healing. None of them are stepping forward like that one did uh, to indicate what issues each and every one is carrying, but they all, it feels to me like they're all coming in to bring in the state of healing and balance. So whatever they're carrying, it may not be this huge pattern that is responsible for holding you stuck in some way, but let's just send in the hope energy, divine uh, balance and harmony, uh, divine equality comes to mind, divine joy, And I'm watching them as the energies are coming in. Divine love is really important here. Of course, divine hope. Oh, I think I said it, but just in case I said it so many times and I didn't actually say it in this one time, let's say divine hope again, divine forgiveness. And I'm feeling an awful lot of stuff coming out of the heart area, Tina, a lot of stuff is clean, clearing from the heart. There's a lot of pain and suffering that was in there that is beginning to really clear out, moving into the light, and really being dissolved. Um, it, you're doing a great job. Uh, it's been very hard for you. This stuck place has been pretty, pretty difficult for you. Now, while that's going on, I want to take a look uh, at the outer reality now because I am getting the indication that there is some element uh, that we need to work on with that coworker. Um, keep in mind that each and every soul is carrying its own issues, its own hurts and wounds. We may not understand them, uh, but the important thing is that every soul can get help, every soul can move forward, every soul is in process, and even though sometimes different people are in situations or where they are in their process that make it uncomfortable or difficult for us, it doesn't mean that we wipe them off the map and decide they are worthless. So it is important that we, just like we did with the uh, self-identity or the altered reality that you were carrying, Tina, that we also uh, move to focus the attention of the this network on the coworker, and the first thing I want to bring in is divine nurturing. The coworker feels absolutely empty. Uh, she clearly is um, very, very, very unhappy. I want to call in divine nurturing and divine love, that higher heart consciousness energy coming uh, from within her own pure soul essence and also tapping into, you know, we're all from this network, we're all bringing her this, and divine understanding and divine self-acceptance and self-forgiveness. Divine forgiveness is really important here. She's filled with shame. Uh, 
she really hates herself. There's a tremendous amount of self-hatred here. She's uh, self-blame. Uh, we need to really bring in the uh, the idea of unconditional love for this woman. At least it feels like a woman. I can't remember if you said it was a she or not, but it feels like a woman. And the divine hope is just absolutely essential because she has tried for a long time to move out of this pattern. It's a pattern that has been dogging her for lifetime after lifetime. And in between lives, she, she does come to understand it at a certain level. And then when she, and she wants to change it, but when she gets in, she moves into the pattern and can't seem to find her way out of it. Um, and I'm seeing her take in the love, the nurturing, the forgiveness. She is feeling, and the hope, she is feeling hope. Um, I heaven forbid that this would actually happen, but I'm really sensing that this woman woman can turn around her life. Um, I'm seeing it symbolically. She becomes the voice of gentleness, support for others. She's taking on the self-forgiveness. I even feel that at one point she can actually move into, okay, I know this sounds crazy, being a motivational speaker. I just don't know where that came from either because I normally don't do any kind of projection. But symbolically, this is what I'm looking at. Now, maybe it's in another lifetime or in 10 lifetimes, I'm not getting any timing on it. But this woman is, from this energy, she is going through a rebirth of sorts. I just don't know when exactly it is going to manip uh, manifest into the outer reality. Now, Tina, I do feel from you a lot of anger, a lot of uh, frustration, a lot of sort of repressed feelings, you know, uh, repression of expression, because this has been extremely difficult for you being in this situation. And I want that to be addressed as well. I want you to begin to uh, or continue to let go of anger, frustration. There's even um, feelings of vengeance here. Now, of course, this is, may not be in your conscious mind, but it's carried for many lifetimes because, you know, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. We've all been in those kinds of societies, so we all carry those ideas. You know, that if somebody does something to us, we do something back to them. So that's that's there too. We want to let go of that whole idea of revenge and vengeance and frustration because you don't get, you know, the, the lack of justice. There's a whole bunch of, of stuff here about the injustice of it all and how... Um, <sighs> how it just makes your life so difficult and people don't see you in the proper light because of either this woman in the job or all your other lifetimes 
where there you were in situations or conditions where you weren't properly seen, you weren't getting your just due, so to speak. And it's not just for you, but you carry that sense of injustice for a lot of people, for all people. You are someone who's very caring and someone who carries great ethics and great fairness within. And when you come into people who aren't operating at that same level, it's it's very difficult for you, whether they're doing it to you or they're doing it to somebody else. So it's, you know, that's being activated and all the frustration because there's been so many times where justice didn't prevail, the kind of thing. And so we want to we wanna let go of that frustration, that anger, that feeling like they didn't get their just dues. And, and there's a bit of resistance here, actually, to let some of that go. And the reason is, is simply this, that, and it's true for all of us, when we... We, we, we don't want to let that go sometimes because <clears throat> somehow we think, well, <clears throat> if we let it go, move into a place of understanding and caring and divine uh, unconditional love and acceptance of someone who's really been out for us for years, we feel like we're letting them off the hook, that somehow they don't deserve are getting over our own anger and frustration and sense of injustice. And so we want to hold on to that because they don't get to be left off the hook. Look at all they did to me for these decades or whatever. But in fact, our moving out of that place has absolutely no effect on that soul. That soul has to find its own way to self-forgiveness, to moving out of its pattern where it just keeps repeating uh, the behavior that it's doing that is so difficult on you or other people. So by not letting it go, we are just completely holding on to something that holds us back. It keeps us stuck. It keeps us stuck because if we're carrying that, we call in more people, more situations and conditions that match it. That, you know, it's like a hook that touch off that hook. And so we don't want to have situations like that again. We don't want to have them anymore. So I really want you to let go of that. And it's it's like a it's just really hard for you to let go of, and it's so common. I, it's, hard, it's been hard for me in the past. It's been hard for many, many people. This is, and I want, you to, I want to tap into this network of, and bring in the divine understanding and divine forgiveness and the divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. And I'm, it's beginning to loosen up, and I really feel like you're, you're letting, beginning to let that go. Ooh, muck, yucky, yucky, yucky stuff coming out. And it's based on real-life experiences. It's really, really old. A lot of it has been around for a long time, and it's, op- it's like you opened up a Pandora's box, so to speak. And so I just want it, it's coming out, it's almost putrefied, uh, you know, like pussy, 
gangrenous kind of gunk coming out, but it is flowing out. You're just doing a fabulous job. Um, it's going to help open the doors for you to find either other work or find your way with this woman within this job or find a new location or find your own job, your own uh you know, working for yourself or whatever you wish to do. It's going to begin to open up those avenues instead of holding you in a situation that's really making you miserable. Just keep going with that. I see it processing. Uh, it's, it's like it's pulling stuff up out of the lower half of your body. It is just, and I want, I just want the divine release to come in, the divine um, divine love, divine worth. The, uh, those little those other altered realities around you are com- almost completely gone, including the, the one that we worked on that, that seemed to shift so quickly. The other ones are almost completely gone. It's almost like they're melting now into a pool of light. You're definitely fully plugged into the network. You're calling on and utilizing the energies that you need in a very high degree. I still see stuff coming out of the heart center area. Um, Still coming out. And there's grief here and sorrow and a lot of, just a lot of stuff. I want to activate and call in this energy that we used for the coworker and for you, uh, Tina. I want to call that in to provide the energy to all those people who aren't even aware at the conscious level that they're in a hopeless situation. This was the element of this woman. She's not conscious and aware of really who she is and how she's operating and how she affects others and what awareness she does have is limited. So there are people, too, that are in situations of hopelessness and they're not even aware that that they're in that kind of situation. So I want this energy, I want it to be addressed specifically for people like the coworker it reminds me of my mom. And if you've read my second book, I have a whole section on my situation with my mother. And it's hugely enlightening as you would go through it and read it and understand uh, the situation. Um, and my mom was someone who was completely unaware, just like this coworker. And yet, in time, she moved into a place of awareness. She did go through big healing. First, I healed myself. Then, with her, we, you know, she moved into her own healing. Um, it, it's just a really interesting story, and it's fleshed out a situation that's very similar to what you have going on here, Tina. And so, I really want to bring this energy in for others. And we all know who they are. Many of us have them in our lives. Uh, They all, well, the details will be different. 
how it plays out will be different. It may not affect us at all personally. We can just see it because it affects other people we know. But we all know people who are unaware, and I want us just to tap into this network and bring in and activate that divine hope, the divine love, the divine forgiveness, and provide it to these souls so that they have a chance to choose to move out of those stuck places, however they are manifesting for them. Wow. I didn't think this would go this way, but honestly, Tina, I just my heart goes out to you with great, great, huge thanks for stepping forward for this healing and allowing this to happen. It was a perfect fit for what I was talking about earlier and a perfect fit and enabled us to practice some more with the the very powerful network that we all have access to. And with that, I do see that cocoon effect going on around you and around this uh, this coworker, and the cocoon effect, of course, is going to continue the process of the healing as long as you, at the soul level, agree. And it'll also help each of you amount, uh, acclimate to the shifts in the energetic field. I don't know how it's going to play out for you, but I do sense a very much deeper sense of um, connection to the self. It's as if you've come into a place of calm and serenity. And from this place, within the pure soul essence, this is how you're going to create the opportunities for the shifts in your workplace. And it's as if you're standing very solid within the pure soul essence. And I want to activate with you um, the divine opportunities, divine possibilities, and the divine unfoldment uh, and the pathway, divine pathway to uh, moving from this place of being stuck out into a more joyful, more productive, more uh, fulfilling life pattern. And with that... The healing is drawn to a close, and I'm about as into la-la land as I've ever been with this healing. Oh, my God, I can barely talk. Luckily, I am able to talk. Nothing seems to prevent me from doing that. But again, thank you so much, Tina, for bringing this opportunity to all of us. I do hope you all understood the first part how we are all connected at this network, how we can all utilize it. We just simply need to go into that state of amalgamation, activating the pure soul essence and the pure and the originating source, uh, becoming one with that. And then we can just envision the connection to the network and we can activate whatever we think is needed and necessary. It doesn't have to be the hope. It can be hope, it can be that, it can be material balance. Let's say we're watching a, um, 
a news story about tremendous poverty in some area, and we want to bring in uh, material balance and try to bring in resources uh, for that area in some way, whether they're financial or other types of resources. However, maybe we want to bring in divine mind because we can see that there's some they're missing some concept or, or evolutionary enlightenment or anything we can do that we see. You're not limited. You're limited only by your, um, by your imaginations. And sometimes when you can't think of it, like you know me, I'll say, okay, whatever. I want the cocktail of divine energies that's going to help with this because I may not be able to put words around it either. If we are in that amalgamated space, we are creating from that purity and perfection outward. And it's going to be in the highest ideal and in accord with our own divine will and the divine will of anyone we're working on and, I mean, and the, our own divine plan and the divine plan of anyone we're working on. So... With that, I'm going to say goodbye. I can't play the outro because I'm on the phone. And I'm, but I'll be back next week. I will try to become, have my contact, the options, the other options. You know, they'll hopefully accept the contact from me. And then I won't have this problem from now on. If, if one channel, so to speak, is full, I, I'll have the option of one or two others. So, uh, gosh. Thank you so much. Um, I will be on next week. I just want to remind you that my email is Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com and my website is HigherSelfVoice.com or hi, uh, JanetRichmond.net. I have this new website. I think I've talked to you about briefly. It's up and running. It's not in perfect place. We just have so much going on that... <laughs> But you can get a feel for different things uh, on that website. And just have a wonderful week, guys. Just know that I love the show. I love each and every one of you. And we are part of a very, very large community. And whether we're in a specific group or just on our own, we, we can tap into that community whenever we want. Okay. And with that, I just love each and every one of you. And... Thank you, thank you for being part of my life.